Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Our body holds information and emotions and triggers and conditioning, and we don't know because we can't see it because it's energy and it's energy in motion. And if energy is stuck and stagnant, like, ooh, watch out, it just is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and solid and dense and heavy. So you have to keep energy in motion. And so just moving your body, even just breathing, you know what I mean? Like, it just activates the energy in motion and allows that energy to flow through your body. Hello and welcome to the Not Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Poppy Jamie, the founder of award-winning mindfulness app, Happy Not Perfect. And this show is about upgrading our mind, our energy, and our understanding of how we can live life to our fullest potential. So I've got a little announcement to make. I've just been appointed as the global wellness ambassador of a brand I feel so passionate about, Erno Laszlo. If you have ever had trouble with your skin or like your skin to glow bright, then you'll love them just as much as I do. For those of you who are unfamiliar, Erno Laszlo is one of the most respected doctor-founded skincare brands in the world and began in the 1920s. I grew up reading about Erno Laszlo, about how Marilyn Monroe and Audrey Hepburn devoted their beauty to one of the first ever dermatologists, Dr. Laszlo. He was known as the one who could solve anyone's skin problems. Even after a hundred years, well, nearly a hundred years, Erno Laszlo are still the pioneering brand for new, really effective, clean formulations that work. By surprise, I uncovered that Dr. Laszlo used to prescribe mindfulness along with his skincare for better results in the 20s. And I just thought this was amazing because so many of us treat our mind and skin separately. And actually, by combining the two, we can get double the results. I love how a doctor so many years ago was passionate about the connection between the skin and the mind. So I want to set you a little challenge this week. The next time you're moisturizing or cleansing in the morning or evening, slow down. Use this time to take some deep breaths and use it as a reminder to relax your mind at the same time. Become aware of actually how you're massaging your face or what the water feels like on your face. Use this moment to get present and have a mini meditation, maybe. When we are feeling slightly more relaxed, we undoubtedly look our best selves too. I am a devout user of Anna Laszlo skincare. I have been for years and I couldn't encourage you more to check out their products because I have really seen such fantastic results. And I love the philosophy of the brand, your glow begins within. 
Together, we are going to look at how our skincare routine and mind can be more integrated. So stay tuned for that. But without any further ado, let's jump in to one of my favorite episodes with one of my most favorite people ever, Julianne Huff. On today's show, I have a very exciting guest. We have Julianne Huff. She was professionally dancing before she was even 10 years old. She went on to be a global icon, an award-winning dancing queen, and a judge on Dancing with the Stars, the hit television show. On top of that, she is the founder of Kinergy. And I just want to share a little story about this. So the first time I tried out Kinergy, Julianne had kindly invited me to try out one of her first experimental sessions, I guess. And I was going through the movements and out of nowhere started crying. I was moving one minute and sobbing the next. And it was one of the most incredibly special experiences. And during that, I realized how much emotion I had trapped in my body and actually what it felt like to release it for the first time. So I'm really excited for you to find out what Kinergy is all about, the why behind its power, and how everyone can experience it. So to begin this, as I begin every interview, what's a favorite quote you return to often and why? First quote that comes to mind is, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And it's always a good reminder that, you know, people have often, you know, become thought leaders or inventors or, you know, really, whether it's successful or happy, they, they've had to start somewhere and they were always beginners at some point. And so it's just about starting. I have so many quotes, though, that I live by. So I'm going to just ramble a few off of. Please do. Please do. I'm scared to do something. It means I have to do it. It's not about perfection, it's about expression. And my body is my language. Ooh, okay, let's just dive into a couple there. <laughs> it's not about perfection, it's about expression. Why does that resonate? Because my whole life, I've been a competitor and it's always been about doing things perfect and right or wrong, good or bad. And it was exhausting. And also, is there even a perfect, is there even a right or a wrong way to do something? Really, there isn't. And the ultimate like form of failure is perfection because you'll never reach it. You can't even have perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. And so when you think of expression, having expression over perfection means that you are fully embodied in your truth and who you are and it is perfect because it's your expression you know and everyone is unique and different and that's what makes it so beautiful so it's not about perfection it's about expression I really like that and it's such a good one to remind you when you're in that because a lot of us struggle from perfectionism and it stops you from doing so many things because you're like, well, if it's not going to be perfect, then I'm not even going to attempt it. And yes. so to come from the expression, is just such a powerful shift in that. And it also helps with my first quote, which was you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And I think that that's all of those quotes kind of tie into that conditioning that I've had my whole life, which is to compete, to win, to be perfect, all of those things. So, you know, the other one as well is if it scares you, it means it's something that I have to do um, because the unknown is where you find the beauty and the creativity and the magic. Um, when you strive for perfection, you already set yourself at a limitation because you're reaching a certain goal. But if you're actually just coming from a place of expression and unknown and creativity, then so much more possibility is waiting for you. I mean, what a nugget to begin this interview with. Thank you so much for that. What's a life lesson you've been reminded of recently? Empathy. Um, I've always, I've always had compassion for, for people, uh, for myself as well, but empathy has been different and a new one for me. I've always felt for people, but to actually put myself in their shoes 
and think about how they must be going through something is different than feeling for someone. And through this pandemic, through, you know, some personal things that I've gone through in my my life this year, empathy has been what I've craved. And to have the people who I've craved that from be that support and show that kind of empathy has meant more to me than anything that I've ever experienced in my life. That's such a nice life lesson to remember because I think it's so easy to get lost in our own problems and actually just forget what the people around us are going through and how much it means and how much you'll remember that forever. Like you never forget someone's gift of empathy. Totally. How do you define happiness? Ooh, it's a process. It's a, it's progress. It's always a pursuit, you know? And I think that it's never a destination. Um, it's, it's a place you visit and I visit it often, you know? And I think that going back to the perfection thing, if I'm constantly being happy my whole life, one that's just not sustainable (laughs) and the expectation that i have to be happy constantly i'll be let down and so i always think of happiness as a place and i go and visit often to take away the expectation that it should always be there makes it so much more enjoyable and you appreciate it so much more when it then does arrive So let's dive in to Kinergy and the thing that I'm so excited for everyone listening and watching this to find out about, because there's very few times in life where you generally feel like your entire kind of being has been changed. And when I first did Kinergy, it was that moment. So you may have seen it on social media. You may have even experienced it if you've been on the Oprah tour. But we're going to ask Julianne herself, what is Kinergy and where did it come from? So Kinergy, I'll just tell you the name first. So Kin, I am so sorry. My computer keeps going off. Don't you worry. (laughs) And I'm so technologically impaired that I don't know how to turn my notifications off. So I apologize, everyone. Um, There are just going to be little moments of like every time we hear a notification, we'll just like do a little yippee celebration. And that will be like a way to turn our like frustration into happiness. Um, (laughs) Love that. Right? We'll reframe it. Oh, there was enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so Kinergy. Kin represents tribe, community, family. Kinesthetic is about movement and energy. So Kinergy together, when you put those three combinations together, we're really trying to connect to ourselves, relate to others, and then experience the world. And I truly believe that, you know, over the last however many years we were in the age of physical health where we really figured out like our body is so important physically how we work out how we how we eat but it's always been kind of like a visual representation of our physical body right now i believe we're in the age of mental health and really focusing on that and getting rid of the stigma and the taboo and opening up ourselves to consciousness and understanding and awareness and triggers and patterns and conditioning and really like really opening you know the whole world up to that and it's beautiful and where i feel like we're moving into is energetic health and by that i mean we have the ability to connect to like a high vibrational spiral or a low vibrational spiral and if we choose to act from a low vibrational spiral, it has the same amount of charge, but we're actually creating and manifesting from a negative place or from a place of lack or a place of want and need versus of a place of abundance and freedom and expression. And so that's where with Kinergy, we combine movement breath and activating our imagination so we can connect to that high vibrational state that kinergy state which is like your optimal flow sequence we've all heard of flow and you can get that through movement you can get that through meditation you can get that through breath work and we've combined all three of those things so it's like a supercharge (laughs) um and and with kinergy you know it's a method of 
transformation and self-discovery and allowing yourself to feel expressed. That's where expression over perfection comes from because it's about feeling expressed and we are so innately created to move our body and express ourselves and we have suppressed emotion, we suppress sound, we suppress our body, we restrict it because we're so concerned about what people think. If we're going to be judged, if we're judging ourselves, if it's right or wrong, good or bad. But when you think of, you know, babies dancing in their high chair or in their car seat when music comes on, they're just free and they express themselves and they have not been taught to be self-conscious yet. And so that's what we're trying to do. Just get people back into that childlike wonderment state so that we can feel free within ourselves to be fully expressed. I would love you to kind of describe the process because obviously it all started with dancing. So if you were just kind of a random person just walking past a window watching people do kinergy, you'd be like, oh, they're moving their bodies. But what was the process? Like, when did you start adding in the breath work? When did you work out that actually you wanted to like, activate the imagination? Like, what was this journey from like stage one dancing to what it is now? Oh my goodness. I think it was my own transformation and the things that I needed to help me, um, whether it was therapy or somatic therapy with it, which is the body energy work, you know, meditation, breath work, all the things that I had used for my own transformation of connecting to my most authentic self. I was like, man, there's gotta be a way one where this can be really accessible to everyone so that, you know, it's a bridge. So if you're not this like woo woo hippity dippity person, that's like totally into this, like how can I offer this in a way that is safe and doesn't feel out of your own comfort zone, but maybe a little bit, but not too much to where you're just going to say no immediately. So I was like, okay, also, I have to go to a yoga studio, then a cycle studio, and then a meditation studio, and like back when we could go to studios, but I would go to all these different ones. So I was like, how do I combine it? And so I started just physically doing that. And then I started researching and really kind of doing the, like, and figuring out the science behind it. So when you actually activate your breath, you're changing your parasympathetic nervous system. Um, you're actually creating more energy within your body or you're slowing it down um, with the brain and meditation and visualization and movement at the same time. When you combine those two things, you're actually building new connectors in your brain. So b literally building new brain cells and creating new memories. And so the whole idea of Kinergy is that by accessing movement, breath and imagination, we're delayering old conditioning by releasing old information because we store all this information in our body. So you release all this old information or emotion or trauma or conditioning and you create a new memory of a new experience of how you felt because your energy was just raised from that class and you're able to let go and move forward with hope and possibility. And I know it sounds quite, you know, conceptual <laughs> and um but it really does like when people come in and they take the class they think they're either taking a dance class or a workout class and by the end of it they're like i don't know what just happened like i i feel free i feel grounded i feel expanded i feel like i have more space in my body and my brain is clear and now i can I don't know, I just have so much creativity and possibility in my mind of what's, you know, what I can do with my life. And I think that's just the the biggest thing of all with anybody who comes to take Kinergy is like we are the creators of our of our life and um, you know, if if we're letting other people, other circumstances, our environment, how we were raised dictate what our life is going to be, we're a prisoner of our own you know, doing. So let's take all of that away, come back to here in your heart and in your authenticity and choose from that place. You know, from someone who's done this, I couldn't like be more of an advocate for everything you're saying. To me, this experience was freedom. And at the time I was feeling really heartbroken. I'd just been broken up with, I was feeling so sorry for myself. And I think, and this is why I've been in awe of kind of Julianne's work for a while, because it was the first time did I realize that actually I was really improving my mental health the most by moving my body. 
At what point in your life do you wish you'd had Kinergy to like lent on, I guess, because obviously you developed this in, in the last few years. Were there moments that you were kind of using elements of Kinergy and you didn't really kind of realize or yeah, at what point do you wish you almost had this as a tool? Absolutely. I mean, well, that's why I created it in general is because I had, you know, I had a pretty traumatic childhood with traumas and abuse and um, in every facet and, um, you know, competitive. And uh, there were things that, you know, I I felt very alone. I had anxiety. I had depression. I, I felt like I couldn't use my voice. There were lots of things in my life that if I didn't dance, I would have probably built up different behaviors and my personality probably would have been a little different based off of the years of of dance that I've had and and I believe that dance was a form of expression and healing for me and I didn't understand the breath work or the imagination yet but moving my body in an expressive way helped me move that stuck energy like what you were saying and working out we, we, we need to redefine what it means to work out because it is not about what your body looks like. It is literally, if you get up and move your body, but get your heart rate up enough, and then you actually put your mindset and your focus and then intentional breath, you're actually literally shifting the chemistry in your body and shifting your DNA to a point where you're getting rid of an old version of yourself. And so that old stuck version of yourself holds you down and keeps you into what is the past. And so I I needed it back when I was a kid. And then I didn't really realize I was kind of doing it until about five or six years ago. And that's when I started educating myself about like Eastern Western um, modalities and how I could put them together. And even though it sounds complicated about what it is, once you actually do it, it's very simple. And um, the process in itself is natural. And that's the whole thing. It's there's you're basically imagining and meditating and taking yourself through the elements, earth, fire, water, air, ether, which is nature and it's the world around us. And so it's nothing that's like taking us out of our comfort zone completely. It's, It's familiarizing with what we know. And this is what, again, like surprised me because you think again, oh, it's a movement class. Oh God, am I, if if anyone's worried about, oh, can't follow moves, not very good at choreography. It's really nothing like that. Like you're doing shapes and moves that feel so intuitive. And what I thought was amazing is that you studied kind of very, very old dance traditions. Can you tell us a bit about that, about the research process and what's, I guess, like, wowed you or surprised you most about what you learned? Movement obviously has been around forever. I mean, we move our bodies, but there are also different, you know, ancient tribes and different cultures and communities that use dance for healing, for fertility, to call upon the crops, for sickness, for illness, for celebration. And so my research was just finding the different movements and even sound um, chants and expressions that way that made a community and created a safety, but also created like an actual, whether it was ritual or, or something for you to do that felt like a process. And so going into India, into Africa, Brazil, uh, the Native American culture, definitely finding these different movements and sounds that went along with it and started to and again, not take, but implement the the ancient and historical teachings and wisdom and putting it in a way that's digestible for, for all that we've learned so far. And also to do it daily or weekly. And I mean, what I find so refreshing is I think in the last, one of the greatest reasons I think we found ourselves in this mental health crisis is the fact that we are so far away from our roots, where our, how our ancestors, how the human developed when we were in nature, when we were moving our bodies, when we were dancing and celebrating as a community. And that kind of all went when we became more separated. We've just had the most separated year in the history of mankind. The impact of that, you know, it's gonna, it's not gonna go away. And it takes each and every one of us to like reheal ourselves. And obviously, kind of you diving into the history and like 
allowing us to kind of reconnect with our ancestral roots. I think this is, again, one of the reasons I found it so, I guess, like profound the experience. Well, and I think that that's a big thing is that in those times of, of celebrating and having those, you know, really strong traditional roots um, from our ancestors, that was so present in that time. And we've just gone further and further away from it. And now it seems super foreign and weird and all that, right? But it's actually the thing that is the most primal and instinctual for us to do. And even when it comes to families, like raising a family with a community, like that's, it takes a village. That's where that saying comes from, you know? And so when we actually think about Kinergy as a whole, we come from the States, obviously, this is where it was originated, but it's really not like all of our guidance has been global. It's been, you know, cultural from everywhere. And our guides that we have, they come from all over the world. And it's inclusive and dynamic. And if we're only ever, you know, learning about the the small group around us, then, you know, we're, we're leaving out the rest of the world. And yeah, just having these blinders on. And so what's possible is when you include the whole world and and all the different cultures and styles of movement and healing and figure out what works for you. So the elements, as you mentioned, are a massive part, air, earth, fire, uh, water. How do each and every one of them, like, I guess, kind of interact with us as like humans like why are they important for us to think about well we are nature by nature like we literally are made up of the elements um you know we're mainly water um you know when we think about our physical body that's very earthly we are you know on human plane like that's earth um our energy is our fire um and then our air is our breath you know and so we are made up of of the elements but the idea is to activate the senses as well as we imagine ourselves within the elements so instead of um so i'll give you a little like example so usually we close our eyes we breathe and then we start imagining like you know just our body starting to melt and as it starts to like create space there's you can almost feel like this energy or like this liquid starting to like melt from the top of your head down your face down through your neck out of your shoulders through your chest and just this like almost like there's gravity pulling this liquid or this energy off of your body and as it starts to go down your legs down your feet it hits the earth and then you imagine starting to sink into the earth and as you're sinking into the earth you're activating your senses what does it smell like is the earth sand is it dirt is it mud are there roots are there little insects crawling around are there leaves And as you sink down, you're just activating your imagination and your senses. Ooh, what does it taste like? Is it really very moist? Does it taste like dirt? Is there there a spiciness to it? And as you start to sink even deeper down into the earth, you get to the center of the earth, the core of the earth, and you just drop into the center of the earth. So we'll just go that far, but that's the idea of actually just visualizing and activating your imagination. When we're kids, we play. We can imagine that we're like surfing on a rainbow cloud with unicorns shooting out, you know, stardust out of their, you know, mouth, whatever. (laughs) And that's so easy for us to imagine those things, but as adults, it's hard for us to just imagine and play. So when you can start to visualize and start going into the roots and the, what does it taste like? What does it smell like? What does it sound like? You surrender your mind and the chatter to your body and your body, you just allow your body to be your language. And so when you connect down to earth, you're connecting to 
like mother nature, that female energy, the, the wisdom and the truth that is like underneath all of what we project out into the world, that inner knowing. And so when you drop down into earth, then we add in fire, we add in water, we add in air, and all of a sudden your body is just filled with like this vibration. And I don't know if you can feel it at all. Yeah. I mean, wow. You just get a sense of clarity and truth and understanding because you're blocking out anything that doesn't serve you anymore, anything that is like outside of yourself and you're connected to nature, what's natural, and there's a trust that you find within yourself. And once you're there, yeah, we use the elements, but your body will actually start to move and you just trust your body to start moving and then your body will unlock all that stuck and stagnant energy in your body as we move through the elements. I mean, if you followed that tiny little meditation, I have to say I was my shoulders and like, oh God, it feels so good just to be reminded. And, and again, this point came up to me of how ungrounded we live our lives, you know, like me included, we're glued to laptops, we're glued to screens and it's, and the class is 45 minutes and afterwards you're like, oh, this is what it feels like to be me. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, and, and what's exciting is we have the class, which is really getting your body moving so you get that heart rate up to take you on that massive journey of expression and like you know breakthrough moment but we've also you know designed more of a fitness based so if people do want to sculpt their body and they're feeling like i do want to focus more on my fitness aspect we have that and then we have a mindfulness section so that's called carve and then we have connect which is breath work and meditations and um, exercises for, you know, whether it's, you know, 30 seconds or four minutes uh, before you walk into a meeting, whatever you might need. Um, that's in our connect section. And then we have our Kinergy section, which is like the combination of all of it. We're, we're starting to develop and, and, you know, expand upon it because people are finding that this is a new way of uh, like a holistic approach to your whole self versus just your mind, just your body, just your soul expression. I would love to talk more about the sexual energy part of this because we did this move and you're like on the floor and you're like really kind of invigorating your sexual energy. And I would love to hear from you kind of like, what does that actually mean to like, I guess like invigorate your sexual energy? So you hear the word sexual energy and you're like, sexual energy? <laughs> But sexual energy, really, all it means is it's like one of your most powerful sources. Your sexual energy is where your creativity comes from. It's actually held in between your belly button and your pelvic uh, floor. And so it's that area where we also hold our wound and we need to connect to our wound. And most people, when we connect to our wound, we find that there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of guilt surrounding sex and it could be yours it could be someone else's and it can be about sex it could be about how you're projected in the world who you have to be to receive love all these different things that are connected to our wound but a lot of it is to do with that sexual energy and so when we actually focus in our wound and in our sexual energy and we build a lot of energy there and we focus on the elements of fire and water those two together represent sexual energy and so we hold that that visual of fire and water in our wound which is the area where we create from it's our sacral area it's our our form of creation Um, even if as a woman if you're going to carry a child that's where you carry a child it's form of creation so when you can hold that sexual energy and not let it just you know dispel Um, out of your body and you can hold it and contain it and like really uh, focus that energy there and you start to manifest from that place, oh, watch out because that's one of our strongest power sources is that sexual energy. But because there's so much shame and guilt attached to it, it's confusing and we don't know what to do with it. And so we hone it in we love on it, we give permission to love yourself, to, to feel even to a point turned on because 
it kind of opens up this whole like area for yourself that gives you permission that you shouldn't feel shame about that. And again, it's not for anybody else, it's for yourself. And so you can hold that inside and just feel what it feels like to fully embrace all parts of you without feeling like you have to cover up or um, it's inappropriate or whatever you were told or whatever you were taught or maybe it was all subconscious or maybe you've had some drama in your life and trying to find and embrace that part of you again and own it because it's one of our most powerful energy sources is our sexual energy. And so it's the way that we use it and honor it that is going to just, I don't know, just make us feel alive. And, you know, for anyone that has experienced depression of any sorts, it is the feeling of being turned off by life. It's like nothing. You go around life and it just feels like bland and doesn't matter what you try to do. It's just like lack of energy. And what I think is so powerful about this, it's like the greatest source to be turned on by life. Suddenly, like be turned on by the colors around you, be turned on by finding actually a completely different passion life you didn't know you had. It's amazing that this kind of, you can kind of locate it in the body and you've like really created exercises to like hone it in. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you, like, I have endometriosis. I've had sexual trauma in my life. I've had a lot of things that have, you know, made me feel very stuck um, in this area. Even though I'm a dancer, it still feel felt, you know, like when I would dance, I'd be free. But then in my real life, I'd be like, ooh, that's I can't do that. And when I started doing Kinergy, I literally this might be TMI, but I have a nickname now. And that nickname is Juicy Ann because... <laughs> When I started doing Kinergy, I was like, it was so just like, I couldn't even feel anything, you know, like it was just bland, like bland and blah. And all of a sudden it was just like, I felt like stuff is flowing down there. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling alive. I feel, I just feel invigorated. And like what you were saying, it's like, I don't know if you've ever been in love or if you've had a romantic partner and it's like, you don't need to eat, you don't need to sleep, you have so much energy, um, life is so beautiful, you're singing all the time. All of that can happen. You can have the same amount of pleasure and joy and like abundance and creativity and like energy and you don't have to have a partner. Like you can, you can unlock that within yourself and feel that sense of aliveness. And so when I say Juicy Ann is coming out to play, I'm meaning like, I am here, I am alive, I am ready for whatever comes my way and I'm gonna feel fan-freaking-tastic. So obviously you've gone through a massive transformation having now spent the last five years. What is the difference between the girl you were in, the, in your early 20s to who you are now? I would say that I feel like I've dropped into the woman in me. The girl that I was, I was figuring out who I was to be who I needed to be in the world for the people around me and to receive love. And I've realized that it has to start from within and the amount of love that I will then be able to offer will be so much more pure and so much more abundant. Whereas before it was almost a performance and not, and not consciously, subconsciously. If I perform, then I will be loved. And by perform, I don't mean just singing and dancing and acting. I mean perform like if I am good and I can make the people around me really happy, then I'll be loved. And I realized that whew, that is so not sustainable for one, but also that's so unhealthy that it's one-sided, you know? And, and so the woman that I've dropped into is a woman that's taking care of the little girl and saying like, I see you, I love you. You don't have to do anything. I accept you for exactly who you are. And now that I've dropped into that woman, I have so much more love for the little girl inside of me, as well as the woman that I'm becoming. And now I get to kind of just discover it from the present place that I'm in. 
For someone who, you know, and I share that quality as well, and I really struggle with a lot of people pleasing kind of traits. But for someone who, you know, you'd say you're probably a bit of a people pleaser when you were little, you really chose like a brutal career to like <laughs> put yourself in, like constant rejection in the sense that like you were you know, auditioning the whole time, like, and obviously, like, you've been immensely successful, but, you know, like, to be immensely successful, sacrificed a lot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Major rejection, sacrificed a lot. You know, I wouldn't change it because it created amazing tenacity and survival skills and discipline and work ethic. But I will say that that served me for a really long time. And I'm so grateful for that chapter of my life. But now it's time for me to redefine and reshape what it means to be successful and my expectation versus reality. You know that whole thing that's on Instagram, expectation versus reality? Like I have so many expectations of what I feel like my life should look like. But the reality of it, when I look at it, is that actually what like the desire of what that expectation is, is that going to really match the reality or is that just what I'm projecting? And I need to now focus on what the reality is. And the reality is that I want to feel fulfilled from the inside out, not from the outside in. And so going back to rejection, do you understand it differently now? Like how do you, because I think the fear of rejection is what holds so many of us back. It's what holds so many of us from changing our jobs or wanting to do a different course to what you've signed up for or not doing the status quo. How do you like approach these decisions now? So I still get rejected pretty much daily. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, so no, you're not alone and doesn't matter how successful or how much you've done. It's all relative. You're getting constantly rejected. But I think that the difference is, is I'm, I'm aware of how now my emotions are able to be expressed versus shutting them down and then how I react to it. So, you know, like before I didn't want to be rejected. So I would just shut it out and like, just keep going and keep pushing. And that was my form. Whereas some people might be like, I don't want to be rejected. So I'm not even going to try and I'm going to, I'm going to get smaller. So now I have the tools and by the way, Kinergy like helps me raise my vibration to a place where I believe in myself. I believe in what's possible. And so when I get rejected, I just don't take no for an answer and I find a different way or a different pathway. I don't get stuck on this rejection. I just find something else. And the possibility is there because I feel good first. I'm not waiting for that person to validate my worth. Whereas I used to before, or, or like I would try to pretend like it didn't hurt my worth, but it did, you know, and it would just, you know, slowly but surely just sink me down even further. So now, you know, I make sure that I don't make any decision or anything from a place of lack. I always get myself in a place of high vibration before I hear any like news. And sometimes, you know, we hear news without us being prepared. So it's also just recognizing, Ooh, okay, here's my emotion. How am I reacting to this? Am I in a low vibrational state or am I in a high vibrational state? If I'm not in a high one, let me just take a second to pause. Let me like connect to myself first and then let me come back to it. So since I tried out Kinergy, this has now been something I implement in my life when I'm feeling if I wake up and a bit not in a great mood or if I receive some bad news. I instantly now move my body, like thanks to kind of like what I've learned through Kinergy. And it is this like energy upgrade. It's unbelievable in processing anything that feels a bit tricky in the present moment. Yes. I mean, our body, I said it before, but our body holds information and emotions and triggers and conditioning. And we don't know because we can't see it because it's energy and it's energy in motion. And if energy is stuck and stagnant, like, ooh, watch out. It just is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and solid and dense and heavy. So you have to keep energy in motion. And so just moving your body, even just touching your body like this, breathing, you know what I mean? Like it just activates the energy in motion and allows that energy to flow through your body. So I love that you do that. That's so awesome. Yeah, all thanks to you. What's the best <laughs> advice you've ever been given? 
I would say the best advice I've ever been given is to have compassion for yourself. One of the biggest things that I have, I, I call my brain Becky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Becky the Punisher um, when she's the one in charge. And sometimes I'm like, Becky, you're not in charge. You need to be quiet and stop talking because she can be a big punisher. And so I shush her for a little bit and then I start to have compassion for myself. And that's, you know, that's advice that I've been given for many, many years. And I still have to remind myself of it every single day. Because we're so mean to ourselves. We've all got such a mean Becky inside. Becky is mean. I, I'm not Becky. Becky, I am not the voice in my head that is mean. Becky is because I, I also want to make a big point of that too is that we are not our thoughts. We are not those things. We are not our behaviors sometimes because those behaviors come from something else. So just because you may have made a mistake or and who's right or wrong or whatever, just because you may have made a, a decision that you might not like, it doesn't mean that that's who you are. Who you are is this beautiful, pure, amazing person underneath it all. You just have Becky or certain your ego. I call it Igor, my ego, like because it's not me. And I want to be very specific that this is not me. Yeah, really powerful, really powerful. So a little question on Oprah, because we're all a little bit obsessed with her. You're obviously on tour with her last year. I went. It was amazing. Uh, what did you learn from working so closely with Oprah for quite a lengthy you know, period of time. Oh my goodness. Um, that she's even better in person than what you imagine. <laughs> I've been around a lot of influential people and famous people in my life because I've, I've been privileged and fortunate to meet people. And sometimes you meet people and they disappoint you because they're much better of like projecting themselves and they're performers and they, they show the version that they, they want to show to receive love, you know? And, and I've met a lot of people that I've been like, oh, dang, I wish I never met you because now <laughs> I feel different. <laughs> and with Oprah, she was even better than what you would even imagine. She's so funny. She's self-deprecating. You know, she doesn't take life too seriously. And she's kind. You know, she she talks about it, actually. She's like, I'm not nice, but I'm kind and I'm generous, but I'm not a nice person. Like people wouldn't say that I'm nice. Um, they would say my best friend Gail is nice, but they wouldn't say that I'm nice. They would say I'm kind and I'm generous, but there's a difference. And she's like, I know my strengths and I know, and I also know what I'm not. And I think that that's really important as well to say like, this is who I am and this is who this person is. And I don't have to have all of those qualities, you know? And so I just, I just think she's just raw and open and She's pretty much badass and amazing and wonderful. And I'm so grateful. And I'll never forget that period of my life. Oh, even more of a hero, just like you. Um, okay, so if you wouldn't mind uh, finishing the sentence round. Before I go to sleep, I... Pray. When I wake up, I... Meditate. The book I recommend the most is... Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Ah. Uh, I agree. Mantra for life is? Uh, I would say right now it's that if you're scared to do something, it means you have to do it. I fill it up when? Oh my goodness. Honestly, when I, when I see or hear or receive an email from, we call them kinergists, they actually named themselves. Um, but when they take a class and they feel seen, they feel safe and they feel expressed. If you really knew me, you would know. Oh my goodness. I, I love, I love people. I love entertaining and I love animals so much. <laughs> Amazing. Well, before you go, um, where can we find Kinergy? How do you recommend to use it? Do you recommend like a daily class? Like I think the first class will give you like an impact, but just kind of give us like a little bit of an overview of the journey and how you suggest people kind of like, I guess, first introduce themselves to it. Absolutely. So you can go to kinergy.com, K-I-N-R-G-Y, uh, or you can also go to our Instagram and just be part of the community as well. But I would say to take classes, go to kinergy.com. You can either do a drop-in class or you can sign up for the year. Um, 
the way that I would recommend it is dive into it and play full out and you know you have nothing to lose everything to gain and i would try all the different guides because we have eight different guides right now and then myself i teach too but we all have different encoded energy we all we all teach it differently and we you know part of our training was that you as a guide you show up authentically you for you that day so whatever you're feeling it has to be you know coming from that place versus a structured performative place um, so I think just try out the different people that you feel like you connect to and I would do it a few times because the first time is like whoa I don't know what just happened um, second time you're starting to understand the movements a little bit more and then the philosophy and then by the time you're in it like you just you literally shoot off to rocket in a rocket to outer space um, every time because you you actually know like the formula of how to get there. So, and just to like make a note, like honestly, you 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 can go having done no exercise before. Everyone like basically can do it whatever fitness level you're in. If you want to be stretched or if you literally just want to move your body for the first time. In fact, I'm so glad that you said that because Kinergy is literally for everyone. There's many people that are, are actually in wheelchairs that uh, do Kinergy um, and show us like their how they interpret it. And sometimes it's just the breath and just the visualization. Or sometimes it's just with your arms, it's just with your body. My mom is 63 years old and she does Kinergy. Um, my six-year-old niece does Kinergy. Um, men do Kinergy. And in fact, the men that do it actually have some of the biggest breakthroughs and transformations because it's so far removed from their like, I can't dance, I'm not supposed to do that. And then when they do, it's like, whoa, they have this big realization. And um, so yeah, so Kinergy is for everyone. Epic. Well, I got my dad doing it and he loved it. So like <laughs> the whole family's doing it over here. Um, Julianne, thank you so much for your time. This has been unbelievable. And I'll put everything in the show notes, all the links to Kinergy. And please, please, please let me know once you've done your first class because I can't wait to hear about it. Thank you so much, Poppy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for listening. It would be a huge support if you wouldn't mind rating, subscribing and sharing this podcast. I also would love to hear from you. So please find me at Poppy Jamie on Instagram, DM me and I would love to hear your thoughts on any of the topics that we discuss. Download Happy Not Perfect, my app that's designed to boost your mood and help you sleep and give you mindfulness in less than five minutes. It's packed full of science-backed tools and rituals to give your mind the care it needs. Sending lots of love and energy. See you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.